Launches to the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. A.D. Mitchell. Third and ten from the 11. Travis under pressure. Trying to escape. Able to escape. Tucks the corner. Stays in back. Gets to the end Alrighty, guys. We are back as soon as I get rid of that. There we go. We're here. We're here. Another episode of the Knowles and Dogs podcast. As always, I'm Hunter and there's Dylan. Yep. And uh, we got a good little show for you guys today. It's going to be similar to last week's where we kind of just give a little spiel about what's going on with all this conference realignment stuff. And then we get right back into our... Um, most exciting, biggest upset game, and biggest and most important game of that week, as well as, Dylan, tell them what else we're adding. Uh, we're adding where we think uh, College Game Day will be each week. Obviously, we won't do week one because they've already said where they're going, but weeks two through four, we're going to be discussing. Awesome. Sounds like a great plan. Mm -hmm. um, as always, guys, make sure you guys are hitting that subscribe button if you haven't already. Um and if you're watching, love it and appreciate it. Make sure we're getting out, spreading the word, um, and uh, you know, liking, enjoying the videos. We never. You're also on Spotify. We're also on Amazon Music, and uh, yeah, just continue what you're doing, guys. We like the progress. Picked up a couple more subscribers from this past episode, so always love to see that. And uh, we are almost there, guys. Uh, what, Dylan? Three, four weeks now? Uh, I think four. After, after this weekend, it should be three weeks, right? Mm. Because I think it's... Um, like, I think it's... Well, today's the... 27th. I, I said it pulled up too earlier. Let's see. So today's Friday, and today is the 11th. Mm -hmm. My birthday is the 27th for anyone. And, you know, happy birthday to me. So 27th, so that's... What that's 16 days, that's that first week. That'll it's be that Labor Day week. It's like two weeks, yes. It's a little over two, weeks, two so. and a half, three. We'll but, say three, yeah. We'll say three weeks, but it's really two weeks and two days. All right, sorry, so, I, I kept zoning out because the, the uh, draft order dropped. Oh, yeah, we're in a uh draft fantasy football and uh, uh league, and the draft order just got dropped. And he didn't. He didn't upload yet. Who who watched him with the draft? Uh oh. And <laughs> it is just mercy. all <laughs> over. But um, we'll get right into all the nitty gritty of all the details. Yes. Later. And for Dylan, anyone wondering, Dylan's wearing a Bucks jersey. Steelers, my Steelers, yeah. head into Tampa tonight. I will. We will be, have boots on the ground for both games or the entire game. Uh, different locations, but we'll be there. Yeah. Um, but enough the NFL. Well, we're college right now. Uh, but instead of focusing first on all the upcoming season, all the fun stuff, we got to get right back into the whole mess, which is conference realignment right now. Um, 
and a little update. This is going to be more around the Pac-12 or Pac-4 now. Um, <laughs> so from last week to this week, a lot of stuff's coming out about, you know, what went wrong with the uh, Pac-12 TV deals, which is pretty much why this whole thing started. Um, you know, the there's reports Stanford and Cal were, were getting reached out by the ACC, but then mm-hmm. uh, FSU and Clemson, the school presidents, they voted no yeah. to allowing them in. Um, so which means it's pretty much made it a roadblock where it's not going to – there's just not enough interest in the two schools to allow them in, mm-hmm. which I don't mind because I don't – the ACC stands for what, Dylan? The Atlantic Coast Conference. And what you can't have the Pacific Coast Conference. Especially two teams in like the San Francisco Bay. Yeah, well, Palo Alto's a little north of San Francisco. Yeah, but Cal would be a little closer. They're um, where are they? They're more. Uh, no, they're Berkeley. Yeah, so they're a little closer. But yeah, you're. I mean, but I just, think you would generally define that as the the Bay Area. Both of those schools are in the are Bay Area universities. Yeah, there's um, it wouldn't make sense. It's. And you got to just think as much as we all love, you know, football and all that. I mean, other universities, like all the other university athletic teams and stuff, like nobody wants a team from like, let's say Wake Forest to have to travel all the way to Stanford or Stanford and then come back right back for, and these are, these are students too. You know, these aren't just athletes. These are student athletes, student athletes, students come first. I mean, you got to think about all the other stuff they got going on. Um, it just, it's hard for really would make sense. I don't mind them striking that down. Someone's uh, trying to call me. I'm just going to. Yeah, you're Or let's put him on speakerphone for all of us here. Um, let me pull up the uh, quick little nugget around the ACC. I saved some stuff here for everyone to. So, yeah, um, there was reports they were trying to pursue AC. The ACC was trying to pursue Cal and Stanford. There was also reports they were trying to also get SMU involved. Yeah. But, again, I, it's it's just not going to work out, I don't think. There's a report from Pete Thamel that came out that just said um, talks have stalled. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's significant roadblocks after a president's meeting happened Wednesday night. Just There's just the lack of value between any of the teams. Yeah. Um, broke down uh trying to see in addition talks to smu aren't heading anywhere either i think the biggest thing that especially florida state and clemson are very against adding any of those three teams has to do with the fact that they want out not only do they want out but those teams in no way would bring value financially to the conference you know what i mean yeah, what has Stanford and Cal done? Exactly. And, you know, can't you can finish your thought. The, the thing is, with them, if you were to really want to, if you really want to keep FSU and Clemson in the conference, you got to make a massive swing. Yeah, like you would, you would have to pull West Virginia in. Yes, like a starting. This is the first thing we're doing. You know what I mean? West Virginia should be in the ACC regardless. I think. Yeah. They got, I mean, as bad as West Virginia's been, 
football-wise and some of the other athletics. I mean, they're a big enough brand. Yeah, they're a name-brand school. You know what I mean? People mm-hmm. think of West Virginia when they think of you know college athletics. They don't think of Stanford or Cal. Stanford, they, why? Yeah, nobody. There's no interest in bringing in a school like Stanford, which is one of the hardest schools in the world to get into. Yeah, you know that's not that's not something that ACC ACC isn't struggling with keeping up like academics. Acad- you know yeah, mean? all no. the schools in the ACC have pretty good academics. Yeah, no, yeah, I mean, you because you have you have UNC, FSU, Clemson, and, Duke, um, Duke, Forest, UNC. Yeah, so I think they're fine there. I think as you're talking about FSU and Clemson, I mean, they won out. Yeah. And I, I was hearing, I was looking at some reports that the SEC was a little bit starting to maybe get dabble get their feet wet a little bit with interest back with Clemson and uh, FSU. Um, I think why not take a swing for them? I mean, yeah. you're the SEC, you're the right there. Mm-hmm. You could, you would have um, – that would put you at 18 teams right there with the Big Ten. Yeah. Um, see, the difference, I think, with the ACC trying to get Pac-10 Pac teams where as far as like the Big Ten was is that most of the Big Ten schools are regionally located in the Midwest. So, like, it's not going to be as – it's still very long travel, but you're talking coastline – to coastline where big 10 it's Iowa Des Moines, Iowa to Eugene, Oregon, you know, it also helps because the pac 12 and the big 10 already had a connection. Yeah. You know, with the, with the, you know, the Rose bowl, you know, there is an automatic connection between the Midwest and the West coast that I think the ACC really struggles with. Cause even though it's the Atlantic coast conference, it's really just the Southern Atlantic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not really. A lot. I mean, Pittsburgh is what the most, I guess Syracuse is the most Northern team there, but yeah. Syracuse and Boston college were, and they haven't done anything. Yeah, exactly. Um, the, the hate on the podcast right now in that group chat. They're just jealous, you know. <laughs> but, but I can't say his name because he wanted a shout out. <laughs> um, trying to think. Oh, let me see. So, and you know, we talk about where all this kind of went wrong was the TV deals that the Pac-12 couldn't get done. I mean, you know, modern day college football now with all the moving and all these schools and stuff. I mean, TV deals run these universities. Yeah, you know, because who, which one's going to give out the biggest paycheck? And um, there was an article somebody wrote. I'm going to try to find it for you. Um, it was just like outlining from. It was a tweet sent out from Jeff Fuller. Interesting postmortem on the Pac-12 media deal saga. Um, summary of each offer, media offer. Amazon mm-hmm. never submitted. The NBC never submitted, despite approaching the Pac-12 three different times. Fox offered 3.5 to 4 million a team for 13 B package football games a year. So likely it's like, you know, the late window Fox or FS1. Yeah. ESPN offered, didn't want anything. Um, Apple TV offered 23 million a year for 
um, uh, each team with all streaming content on Apple TV+. And then now there was a report out today that said the Pac-12 was offered by ESPN $30 million per school in the fall of 2022. So they could have already had a TV rights deal done, and this would never have happened. Yep. This network wanted it all. The network wanted it, the Pac-12 network, but the chancellors and presidents wanted more. They were thinking in lines of 40 to 50 million. ESPN didn't like that, didn't agree, so they dropped the deal. And now we're here. Fast forward to today. They don't have a deal, and the pack the pack is soon gonna be no more. Yeah. So I mean you could talk about point you could point fingers at it all, but at the end of the day, it's these I mean it's money runs everything, you know. Yeah. Money's the ultimate source of happiness, and these schools wanted more. And then it came back to bottom in the butt. Yeah. I think I think the biggest problem the Pac-12 had was the fact that um, there really aren't as many valuable brands in the Pac-12 as I think a lot of the the people within like the governing body of the Pac-12 really think there are. Because outside of USC, UCLA, Oregon, and Washington, I think the rest of the Pac-12 is kind of you know expandable. You know what I mean? It's not like ESPN's not rushing to air Arizona versus Utah. You know what I mean? Even when both teams are good, that's not something that there's an immediate draw towards. So I think right away, $30 million was probably more than they even deserved. Yeah. for And this was, so let's see, 2022. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. This would have been right around i'm assuming usc and ucla were gone yeah so you would have still retained everyone mm-hmm. and you probably could have gone after some mountain west top tier mountain west schools like san diego state maybe boise yeah fresno nevada nevada um and you could have got them in been fine yep. instead now like you said you're just they're not now. You lose or you lost Oregon. You lose Washington. You lost Utah. You lost Colorado. You lose Arizona. You lose Arizona State. There's just no value. Yeah, there's. It's. It, it's a strange world we're living in now. Where give it four years and you know, the Mountain the the Pac-12 is now the Pac-4 and they're probably the least valuable conference in America. I mean, they have a little bit for some time as far as just. It's hard when you know half the world that cares about college football doesn't isn't really pack 12 staying up for pack 12 after dark yeah you know what i mean so it's just mm-hmm. hard because you're not going to get as many views you're not getting as all the ratings as schools are on the east midwest are yep. these noon kickoffs noon to 3:30 kicks so yeah like you're saying you're just there's just no popularity so you're not getting any traction there mm-hmm and that means, you know, less money coming towards you. And like I said, there's only four teams that even like matter on the West Coast when it comes to like making money. It's Oregon and Washington, who not only have been good, but have large fan bases. And then you have the two teams in Los Angeles, the second largest city in America. You know what I mean? Like it just, those are the only schools where, you know, 
a conference looks at it and they go, okay, well, those schools will make us money. Even when they're bad, you know what I mean? We can have, you know, Michigan goes to USC and even if Michigan runs the stadium, they're still going to make a ton of money on viewership because those are two brands. Mm -hmm. I saw a uh, thing where it was like, no, no, nobody's really talking about it, but like, this is like the last ride. Everyone's like the last dance documentary, but it was like, this is the last ride. And it was like all five of like the main conferences. Cause it pretty much is, you know, you got to take for what it is. If you're someone that appreciates like regionality and, people playing other schools near you because yeah. get ready. Cause you're not going to see that. I will on the flip side, you know, you're going to get better games. I think. Yeah. Out of this. Um, I mean, recently college football has had a little issue with that where you're not seeing as many competitive games. You might, you, there might be 50 to 80 games a week and you might get two to five that are good games. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I do think it's going to help with that. But if you're someone that doesn't like USC playing Iowa, you know, get buckle up. You know, I, that's what you're yeah. I mean, I just, I this reminds me just a couple of years ago, people were complaining West Virginia was in the Big 12, you know. Yeah. <laughs> now, now that seems like small potatoes. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah, like, that's now, you got, now you got UCF in the Big 12. Yeah. It's like BYU yeah. in the Big 12. USC in the Big Ten. They'll be now. Big question for you: mm-hmm. Where? So you're an honest Florida State fan, you'd say, right? Yeah, I would say I I show my bias, but I try not to be like crazy. You're honest it. with yeah. it. Um, would you rather be today if you're a Florida State and you got to choose? Mm-hmm. Pill A is the Big Ten. We'll say Pill B is the sec and then there's a side pill on the side that's just staying in the acc which pull yeah so pull a or pill a pill b or pill c which one are you choosing I, i'm choosing b i will i mean look as much as i hate to say this i wish i've been wishing the fsu was in the sec since i was a kid you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's been one of those things where you know when i grew up playing ncaa 14 Bam, just move them over. Yeah, right? It's just one of those things where it's like not only is the ACC like brand-wise, it's like, you know, you play Clemson and Miami and, you know, everybody else is just whatever, right? But, oh, one sec. My stepmom's calling me. I got to take this real quick. All right, I'll cover this. Yeah, so FSU is, I think, better built to be a school that is – more regionally better in the South. Um, nobody, no real good college football fan, I think, wants FSU in the um, uh, Big Ten. You know, each, you're going to get good, good games, sure, but I would want to rather see FSU, UF play. You know, it's a conference game now. You got every year. You got. Florida State, LSU. We're starting to see this now. You had a great game last year. You're going to get another one this year. You know, same thing with Clemson. Clemson, you know, it's been the out-of-state conference, the out-of-conference game with uh, South Carolina, the Palmetto Bowl, but now you're going to get that more every every year, maybe. Um, better competition. Clemson, Bama more often. Clemson, Georgia more often. 
just overall better for the sport. I think if that they choose to do so, um, whether or not one way or another, I'll say Florida State and Clemson are not going to be in the ACC much longer. Uh, I could tell you that right now. Uh, they want too much money. They want out of this conference deal that they're stuck in right now until 2036 right now. Uh, but that's not going to uh, be around much longer. They um, they are already setting up a private equity with J.P. Morgan to try to get more money, to try to maybe put try to put pressure on the ACC to be like, listen, you are um, getting in the way of something that we are trying to get out of, um, and they just don't see any interest in. Uh, being around much longer. Now it is a lot of talk from a school that hasn't won the conference since 2014, I'll say. So they're definitely, you know, calling their shot, but I do think they're, I think they're going to win the conference this year uh, or at least be right there with it. Clemson still, you know, the top, the, the Kings sitting in the throne and, each new year, a new team will step on up and nothing ever happens. So you'll see this year if anything happens. But, um, yeah, it's going to be a wild year, and it sucks because, you know, as good as this year is going to be, as every year is, you know, it's going to be – all the focus is going to be towards what about next year? What about the year after? How's – Conference expansion, you know, we're going to be talking about college expansion week five instead of focusing on the top games that week. Um, you know, instead of talking about how big of a game Florida or Clemson, Florida State is that week and week four, you know, we're going to be saying who's – how's the ACC not falling apart now this week? It's, uh, it's definitely just a new realm of – Somewhere where just if you've been around the sport for a while, you just haven't seen. So um, it's all going to be new for everyone, but we're here. Might as well get used to it. As Dylan's back now. Sorry about awesome. that. I'm so sorry about that. Um, as I was telling you earlier, it's my brother's birthday. We ordered a Lego set for him. They sent us the wrong one. Oh, no. It just arrived. The right one. Amazon didn't even put it in a box. They put the sticker on the Lego box and just Oh, no. So I had to go get that. Sorry about that. We're all good. Um, if you're all good, I think we can move on, though. All right. Awesome. Awesome. So we'll move on now to the fun stuff, which is back to big games, upset alerts, and most exciting games, weeks four through six this week. We did one, two, and three last week. We were four through six this week. Um Dylan, you have yours down? Yep. Awesome. I got All right, it. I so it. I'll let you start this week. We'll, okay. we'll, we'll alternate, but I'll let you start. All right. Well, I think we're probably going to have the same week four biggest game. I picked Florida State at Clemson. You know, hopefully I should be there for the game, you know, just, you know, avoiding any holdups or anything. But um, I think this is going to be the biggest game, not only of week four, but I think it's the biggest ACC game of the year. I don't think anything else is even going to come close, really, unless, you know, North Carolina gets a defense. But, um, yeah, right. <laughs> but, um, you know, this game to me is probably going to just be a 
preview of the ACC championship also. So that's why I'm picking it as my biggest game. What did you pick, Hunter? So I did Florida State Clemson as well. Um, like you're saying, it's clear cut. It's probably on paper at least right now. It's the biggest game. Yeah. Uh, going into the season or ACC season at least, you know, Clemson's the top dogs, still the Kings, um, sitting on the throne. Nobody's been able to dethrone them yet. Florida State, who had a great year last year, comes in mm-hmm. as like this new revitalized university that hasn't. Dylan, I mean, I was saying while you were a little gone for there. I mean, they haven't won the ACC since what, 14? Yep, 2014. So you haven't really done much. So now, but you, you're getting a little revitalized. Can this be the year they put it all together? Um, it has significant implications for the college football playoff because if one of these two teams is a really good year, this will definitely help more Florida State, especially if they win LSU. Because mm-hmm. that way now you realistically will have two top 15 teams two top 15 wins on your resume. Yeah. Yeah. It's big time. Huge. Yeah. That, and I, they, is it, is it, a, it's a night game. I'm assuming. I, I don't think they've said yet. I'd be shocked. No if it's not. There's no way it's not. Cause it's going to be the biggest Florida, Florida state Clemson. I mean, last year was a night game. Yeah. yeah Alhassi, this will probably, yeah. Night game in death Valley. Yeah. This will be um for sure. Oh yeah. For sure. Um, what's your upset alert game, though? I said uh, Arkansas versus LSU. You know, battle for the boot. It's not. It's not a massive rivalry, but I think for Arkansas fans, it is. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's a game every year where you go, "Wow, Arkansas played really tough," it's this game. And I think just with LSU, there's so much hype around the program that this game might just you know be a blur on the radar. And a blur that could look really bad if things go sour. Mm-hmm. So I put that as my biggest upset. That's not a bad one. Never, I mean, last year was like a sleepwalk game for LSU. I think they've still won, but man, that was an ugly game. Yeah. Uh, my upset alert game is there was two. I couldn't choose just one. There was a. It's a Friday night game, I believe, for the one Wisconsin at Purdue. Mm-hmm. We're just looking for overall. Yeah. Um, as you all know, I'm high on Wisconsin this year. Tickle on <laughs> the boys. Um. They go to Purdue, and if we know anything about heading to West Lafayette, is teams get upset there. Yeah. Especially at night. So that is <laughs> one tough team, tough, tough place to play. Yeah. If you're Wisconsin. So you, they better have their head on a swivel. Also, Ohio State heads to Notre Dame that week. I saw we, that one. I wasn't thinking much of it just because, you know, <laughs> I, I don't have that high. I'm not that high on Notre Dame. I mean, I don't think anybody is, and I don't think Mark. I don't think Mark's Freeman minds that. Yeah. Let them not talk, worry about us. You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, we saw Clemson going there a couple of years ago and lost. Yep. So anything's possible. Um, do I think Ohio State loses? No, I think Ohio State fans invade Notre Dame. How it usually happens, but mm-hmm. yeah, never know. Yeah. Uh, most exciting game though. I said Ole Miss versus Alabama. I mean. When we talk about just fun games, I mean, Ole versus Alabama is just one of those games. Last year came right down to the end. There's mm-hmm. a few mistakes by um, quarterback, and they probably would have won. But yeah. when you talk about a coaching matchup, that's just fun. I mean, Saban. <laughs> Saban and Kiffin. I mean, I mean like you can just tell Kiffin loves bothering Nick Saban. Yeah. 
Like he just loves it. Like obviously he looks up to the guy because he was an assistant under him, but man, that's that's an exciting game. Like that's a game that like you circle on the week and you're like, man, I think that's the only game that could probably rival FSC versus Clemson for that week on I have Colorado and Oregon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know, an intriguing matchup just, you know, with Colorado now all of a sudden, you know, having a little life. But yeah. now you got, you know, Dan Lanning saying, you know, what have they done for us yeah. in the conference? And Sanders coming right back with them. Adam uh, got a little chippiness going on right there. So, you know, <laughs> I think it's in Eugene. So I don't think Oregon's going to lose. Yeah. But you never know. Nice little quarterback battle. Shadur Sanders and Bo Nix. Um, I think I'm high on Oregon and this year, so I think mm-hmm. that they win this game. But this could be a high, little high-scoring game, I think. See, my only thing with this game is just because it's Sanders' first year as the head coach at Colorado, and it's it's pretty early in the season too. I just I don't know if they're going to be there. You know, Oregon is coming off of a pretty good season last year, mm-hmm. and you know, Bo Nix for a decent part of that year was people were talking about Heisman candidate Bo Nix. Yeah. Dark Horse Heisman, uh, Bo Nix. Well, if he wouldn't have had his awesome blunder against Georgia, you know, he <laughs> might have had a little better. Yeah. Chance. But um, the only reason I didn't pick it is I do think Oregon might just kind of blow the brakes off of him. But, you know, you never know. It just, I, it's always hard to play up in Eugene. Always mm-hmm. hard to play in that. One of the best Eugene. atmospheres you'll find is at Austin Stadium. Yeah. That weather, it's just gross. You know, it's, humid and it's muggy and it's yeah. like cold at the same time and you're just like this sucks <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right so we'll move on to week five now um i'll start this week okay biggest game i have lsu old miss mm. so this week i looked i was looking at um just the overall board and not a whole lot of create like like of course like obvious choices so you know i had to do a little digging but I think LSU Ole Miss could be a one. Ole Miss usually starts the year off very well. Yeah. LSU, obviously, this is going to be a nice little test for them heading down to Oxford. So, you know, you, like this game this is another one of those games where in the SEC West where you just never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and this could be another spot where Ole Miss is going to put up some points. LSU is going to have to do that. And uh, this could be another one of those high-scoring affairs where inevitably it comes down to Kiffin trying to go forward on like fourth and forty, and you know, of course, he's not going to get it. So, <laughs> yeah, that's my big game, though. That was a good pick. I picked Utah versus Oregon State. Okay. Um, you know, Utah. Everybody knows had a great year last year. They looked fantastic. You know, minus the game against Florida, they were you know. Probably one of the best teams in the country. They should have won that game too. Yeah. I mean, you know, if a few things go differently, there's a chance they play for the playoff. You know what I mean? If like, they just run the football at the two-yard line instead of throwing it, they would have won the game. And if they win that game, you know, they probably have an argument to be in the college football playoff. You know, like that's just how time – Now, I, they, they, they lost another game after that though, which kind of hurt them. They lost to UCLA? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then they beat USC twice mm-hmm. to win the Pac-12. So they lost two games. You cut that game out against Florida. They lost one game. 
against yeah. O'Rangan. And yeah. it was in, you know, Pasadena, which isn't much of a home environment, but, you know, no one needs to care about that. No. <laughs> Anyways, I just think, you know, it'll be a good game. Oregon State obviously had a good year last year, too. Mm-hmm. But um, that's my biggest game of the week. I Speaking of Oregon State, I saw something that was – um, it was like – the scoreboard or the final score of you or Oregon state in Florida. Mm-hmm. And it was said one of these teams is about to not have a conference. And the other one is in the mightiest of all conferences. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I, I remember that's actually funny. I was looking at, uh, was it TikTok or Twitter yesterday? And it was, uh, you know, like the, is this the dagger? And, oh yeah, and Florida can get a field goal to drop. <laughs> scored a twenty-seven. Oh, that was such just cowardism at its finest, <laughs> right there. Holy cow, that was bad. Um, my upset game is Georgia at Auburn. Oh, this will be Auburn. This will be. Uh, we're assuming Carson Beck's going to be the starter. Mm-hmm. Um, this will be the first test for Georgia. I always get scared to death when they got to go down to Jordan Hare, um, you know, with this this new look uh, team with you know Hugh Freeze leading the way. It's just scary place for me because it always is just a great atmosphere. It's always one of the most electric places to play at, and uh, I'm just hoping that it's just a normal three thirty game where not a night game. It's weird. Every time we're at Jordan Hare, it's a three thirty game, and then every time. It's in Athens. It's like a night game. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, but I'm just hoping again it's an afternoon game. But if they can get over that, I think you know get the wheels running going into like Tennessee that week. But mm-hmm. that'll be my that's my upset game. I get a little little worried. Um, I picked Syracuse versus Clemson. I so I was thinking about that one as yeah. well. You know, at first when you said, I think you brought it up. Like, I don't know if it was in person or on the podcast like a week or two ago. And at first I was like, no, they're going to pull the brakes off of it. And then I was like, you know, actually, <laughs> Clemson always struggles with Syracuse for no reason at all. I think it's the orange uniforms. But <laughs> Dude, the Dome has like a curse on Clemson. There's, there's play some that. weird effect going on in that Dome. It's the lack of oxygen. They cut it off <laughs> during the game. <laughs> I, remember, I remember hearing before that like, they don't put on the like AC in there on hot. I don't think there is AC in there. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Well, the like, thing's been around no since the university was founded. So I mean, I don't know if they've been able to get AC. It's like, no in wonder there. FSU and Clemson want to leave the conference. One of the yeah, right? yeah, look at the playing conditions. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, yeah, absolutely, because that's just one of those games that like every year Clemson's in the fourth quarter fighting. Yeah, and it's um, see that can't throw the football. Even when it's in Death Valley, yeah. it's always a close game. These two teams just <laughs> there's just some weird effect they have. Syracuse has on Clemson. That makes no sense. Where Clemson Syracuse should have won like two of the last three meetings, and they mm-hmm. do something to screw it up. Yep, yep, every single time. Um, all right, my most exciting game mm-hmm. is South Carolina Tennessee. I, I was thinking about that one too. So, I mean, if you watched last game, last year's game, I mean, Carolina put up like, was it 60 or 70? Um, They won by 31, I think. I think they put up 60, yeah. Double check final score. I think it was, yeah, it was, it was really high. I remember that. Um, 
Hold on. 63-38. Just a complete and utter onslaught the Gamecocks put on the balls. Um, That was the game Hendon Hooker went out with the injury. Didn't matter, though. They were getting crushed anyway. Yeah. Now, you know, you get get this little hyped-up, good-vibe South Carolina team. We'll get to head on to Rocky Top, and we'll see if Tennessee and the balls can get some – Little revenge piece back on there. You know that game's that crowd's gonna be going bazonkers. I, I'll tell you, if I was a betting man, I would bet bet the house down on Tennessee. Not just that, but I would also bet it's gonna be a checkered game. Checkered game. Spencer Rattler sucks on the road. Yep. Or has up to this point at least. Mm-hmm. And, and I think and if we're going over get... under on Rocky Tops chanted, I would go the over fifty. <laughs> Over fifty. That's over a big 50. number. That's what I'm saying. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a wild game. That's gonna be a big number. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we'll see. That I, high scoring game though. Yeah. Another high scoring game. I still don't think anything of Tennessee's defense and South Carolina's defense isn't really much better. At little, but it's gonna be really come down to how well Rattler plays with mm-hmm. that kind of crowd. Yeah. So. No, I agree with you. I think I think Tennessee will win that game, though. But I said uh, for my most exciting game of the week, uh, your biggest game, I said Ole Miss versus Alabama. Or nope, I'm sorry, LSU versus Ole Miss. My notes all look the same on my screen. <laughs> um, for a lot of the same reasons you said it would be your biggest game, I just think those teams and just that matchup, you know, it's just a fun matchup to watch. Do you remember back in 2012? Was it the 2019 year when Burrow was there? And they went to Ole Miss, and John Rice Plumley ran for like 300 yards against them. Yeah. And they still lost. LSU still won by like at least two scores. Mm-hmm. That was crazy. Well, that, I, yeah. They, Ole Miss had cut it, I think, to like almost single digits to like a score or two. Yeah. And Plumley was just running all up and down the field against them. Yep. And he but still couldn't get within range. That that LSU team was just one of those teams they could score at will. Like they legitimately could do whatever they wanted with the football watch, all the time. Mean, look, let me watch the SEC title game. I mean, that was yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, Jordan Davis looking like he was on ice skates out there against yeah, I, like I, I say like this, you know, that um that year's Oklahoma team was probably one of the better defenses they had had with Lincoln Riley. And they put and they got they lost in the first quarter. Like he in the put first quarter, seven TDs up in the first half. Yeah, like at the end of the first quarter, it was over. Like we already knew LSU won. Was it Stetson Bennett's national title game stats? First half stats were just up there. Yeah. Uh, or, or just overall stat yeah. line. Mm-hmm. He tied Burrow. No, he had eight because or no, no, he had seven. I think. I don't. Know. Anyway. Um, week six, we'll move on to, yep. Uh, biggest game, uh, OU Texas. This is okay. actually a good week of football. I was I, saying, I also picked the same game. So yeah. OU at Texas, you know, it's the red river, red river showdown. Yep. Let's get it right. Folks politically correct showdown. Um, I mean, you can't really say it can OU respond after getting beat 49, nothing. No. Uh, can Texas <laughs> can Texas continue to dominate? Yes. Will this be a competitive game? No. Will OU score a point? 
Yes, I do think they'll score. Okay, there we go. I, I picked this game more than anything for the sentimental value that this is the last time this rivalry will be a Big 12 matchup, mm-hmm. which is a strange thing to say, right? Yeah. But, um, you know, it's at the Texas State Fair. It's in the Cotton Bowl. It is, you know, it's one of those games where I think everybody wants to go to at some point in their lifetime. Just to see what it's like, you know what I mean? The half red, half burnt orange stadium. I'm sorry, crimson. Uh, yeah, NFL and let's get it right, Dylan. Gosh, the boomer seniors, you know, yeah, let's get it right. But it's even, even when one of the teams is way better than the other, it's always still a fun game to watch, yeah, for sure. So. Yeah, I, I think I don't, I Texas, I think this will be a competitive game this year. I do <laughs> think second year Venables, I think, um. Oh, you can't play as as bad as any worse than they did last year against them. So, at least they got that out of the way. I think yeah. you're going to see a very. I think you're going to see still see a high scoring game, but I think it's a closer game than people imagine it to be. I, I will agree with you there. I do think that game last year was rock bottom for Venables. Yeah, I don't think we'll ever see something like that. That, that and then the TCU game was just as bad. They went to TCU and got curb stomped. Yeah, but I don't think it was as embarrassing as losing to Texas, though. Because nah, like losing to, to a rival like that is just a little bit more of a sting. Yeah. Especially, yeah. especially in the Red River, where it's like you know, it's at a neutral site. <laughs> it's supposed to be fifty fifty, and you get the brakes blown off of you. Yeah. <laughs> They're talking about pulling out a guy and the last name Booty out there to help you. General sit. Booty, big time. <laughs> General Booty's heading out there. I, he better get some play time this year. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right, so I'm actually going to flip flop mm-hmm. my upset most exciting because, um, so upset one I have Michigan going to Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Michigan doesn't play anybody ever. They yep. always get all their games at home. Yep. Minnesota's always plays somewhat better at home. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Tanner Morgan's not there anymore. He's been there for ten years now. I think he's gone. Oh, he'll be back. He'll be back. Okay. Um, I just, depending on what time this game falls down to, um, it could be a game that maybe Michigan just, or Minnesota maybe just comes a little extra tamped up for, comes ready to play and keeps it a one score game the entire time. And then might be able to steal a possession or two, or maybe get to, they're able to get to uh, McCarthy. Maybe shut down the run game or limit it at least. So, definitely somewhere Michigan needs to be uh, on their key head, head, uh, head on a swivel and uh, make sure that they aren't just trying to sleepwalk through. Yeah. And you are right. He is not playing from um, Minnesota. Okay. okay he's, he's not actually, there. He's actually going to be playing tonight for us. He okay. Plays for the Steelers. <laughs> I didn't even know he was in Pittsburgh. Oh, I forgot. Yes. Yes. I forgot. He signed as an undrafted free agent. I'm sorry. All my Steelers out there. But um, I think that's a good pick. I picked uh, Texas A&M versus Alabama because, mm-hmm. you know, that's the one game that Jimbo Fisher game plans for. Yeah. Like, I think you've noticed yeah. every single year, every other game, they look, the whole team looks lost. Like, the offense can't score. The defense can't stop any. But all, all of a sudden, when they play Alabama, it's like, you know, cut all We've been practicing for this. <laughs> they have. It is. Have you seen that clip going where like Johnny Manziel doesn't didn't watch any tape? Yeah. On his iPad, like that's what they do. They just kind of like, they're like 
playing out the Madden playbook and just yeah. doing whatever <laughs> to trick Alabama going into it. Mm-hmm. And then they, they don't have any team meetings or anything. Um, they just kind of show up whenever. <laughs> but, you know, Bama week, they get ready to roll. Yeah. And I do think part of the reason why I think this is going to be an upset, I do think there's a decent chance uh, Texas A&M upsets Alabama more than anything is I think Jimbo Fisher's on his last string at A&M, you know, in Texas. I think if he has another bad season, he's gone. Mm-hmm. Like legitimately, there's no way they keep him. But I think even if he has a bad year, but they beat Alabama, that would be his saving grace again. Yep, and then you get it at home too. Because mm-hmm. that's all those boosters care about is winning games at home for some reason. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you know if they if they pull off the upset, that's the game to do it. Yep. So. All right, so we'll be back next week with seven, eight, nine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, but now we got one last little treat for you guys. It's uh, college game day predictions. Oh yeah. Weeks two through four. Change the banner. There we go. All right. So we'll just go through weeks two, three, four. Pretty uh, simple, self-explanatory, and we're gonna choose based off what games being played. That top game, what, where we think game day crew will be there. So week two, I have Tuscaloosa for Bama, Texas. Yep, me too. Okay. I mean, pretty self-explanatory. I think, I think it's, it's already a seven o'clock game that night. So. Who do you think the guest will be? Gosh, I don't know. Uh, do you think we'll get an Alabama football player, or do you think we'll get like... No, a... it'll be some celebrity, I think. Yeah. Probably somebody that's from Bama. Graduated from there, yeah. Yeah, or just lives in the area. Yeah, likes the team. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. fair. All right. That's who you had, too? I also had that. I don't think there's another pick for that week, to be honest. Mm, let me... Yeah, probably not. Week three, I have Morgantown, West Virginia Ooh. for the backyard brawl. Mm-hmm. I didn't notice this. It is, it's already come out. It's the seven o'clock game for ABC. Is it really? Yeah. Backyard brawl. I mean, you can never, these games are always fun to watch. And that, the atmosphere, Morgantown, West Virginia's going to suck this year, but that atmosphere, they don't get many night games in West Virginia these days. Yeah. So, to get one for Pitt to come in for the first time in probably almost a decade is going to be some sort of environment that you don't want to miss. Yeah. I'll tell you that. I mean, you saw what happened last year. It had, it, it had, it broke the stadium record at <laughs> Akersher, Heinz Field, whatever you want to call it. It broke the stadium record as far as the football game goes <laughs> there. So, yeah. just saying. It's going to be, it's going to be crazy there. But Milan Pusker Field is going to be big time. But that is not what I picked. Ooh. Okay, what'd you do? I said LSU at Mississippi State. Okay. For one reason more than anything is obviously I think this is ESPN's one week they had the opportunity to do a um, honoring Mike Leach moment because the game is at Mississippi State. It is, you know, LSU, a team who I got to be honest, ESPN is really high on more than I think anybody else in the country. Mm-hmm. I think this is their week. They, you know, they give the whole week to Mississippi State. They, uh, not the whole, you know what I mean? They give it to them. They go, you know, in remembrance of Mike Leach, they bring out a former player or, you know, what's his name? Quarterback uh, from the, Mississippi who played at Washington State. I forget his name. 
Oh, Gardner Minshew. Yeah, they bring out Gardner Minshew as like the guest that week. Yeah. And that's what I think they'll do. Yeah. Obviously, big chance it won't happen, but I do think ESPN, just because they're trying to ramp up, you know, everything, I think that's where they'll do it. I'm thinking that it'll probably be it could guest picker, it could be Pac-Man Jones. Adam Pac-Man Jones mm-hmm. works with Pat McAfee. Yeah. Pat McAfee's on game day. Mm-hmm. They were both teammates at West Virginia. So the year that they lost a pit to that would have sent them to the national title game. Isn't that crazy to think 07 West Virginia could have been playing was it LSU or Ohio State for the national title game? Yeah. You know who else could have been playing that year? USF. 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 Woo! USF. Go Bulls. Hey, horns up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's a bit more like this. Right? Yeah, I think they're like more spread out. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't go to South Florida. Yeah. No. Um, all right. In week four, I think we kind of both have the same one. Mm-hmm. Clemson. I think- yeah. FSU. Yeah. You know, the only thing that really sucks to me about this is the fact that it's at Clemson because there's no good Clemson celebrities. No. There's they brought not. I think they brought Christian Wilkins on last year. Yeah, like that's that sucks. No no offense, <laughs> but like because like you know, if they had it at like, you know, if it was in Tallahassee, you could do uh somebody who graduated from FSU. Like I what's his name? The comedian. Burt Kershizer. Yeah, Burt Kershizer could have been on there. You know, you then could I, be- no, they could bring Deshaun Watson on. Although he, they're going to bring Trevor Lawrence on. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I mean, perfect. We just solved it. We just gave College Game Day their test picker idea at really- Nelson Dogs Podcast. When you guys are <laughs> telling everyone, I really wonder what he's going to pick. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna be like, yeah, clubs is gonna win, guys. All right, I gotta go. Games next week. You all right? Dylan, you hear me? Yes. One. Sorry, I have an audio issues here. No, you're good. Audio issues. Okay, you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. All right, we're back. We're back. Mm-hmm. We're celebrating too much. But we're back. <laughs> okay. So. Oh, yeah, sorry. We already talked. So, yeah. Trevor Lawrence is going to be guest picker. Yep. And yeah, we just solved a big issue that college game day was going to have. Could see Oregon, Colorado, depending on how good Colorado is. Yeah, I can see that too, but I don't think they're going to sacrifice because they're going to get that game too. Like ABC is going to get that game. Yeah. So I just see it being way too good for ESPN to pass up. Mm hmm. Yeah, I 100% agree there. Especially since Lee Corso is a seminal. True. 
Not that I think he really has sway on where they go, but I think, you know, in one of his last years, I think they'll go to one Florida State game. Because I think, I mean, I love Lee Corso, but we're coming to the end. Yeah, he needs to be gone. They got rid of Pollock, which is absurd. Yeah. They get Corso's raggedy old butt out of there. You know. It's actually crazy to me. They got rid of Pollock, but they didn't get rid of um, Corso. Not Corso, but um, Desmond Howard. Oh, yeah. Never forget Baylor. (laughs) (laughs) Who else was it? Michigan and Pittsburgh. Pitt. That's right. Pitt. Yep. 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 Who did that? (laughs) Oh, my God. That was that alone is a fireable offense. That's why they kept him, is because they'll say stupid things like that and we'll talk about it. Yep. All righty. I think we have reached the conclusion, though, today. Mm-hmm. Um, as always, guys, remember to like, subscribe, and spread the podcast out so we can keep growing um, yes. and keep getting content out for you guys. Um, really do appreciate um you know, you guys that are watching, it's awesome. Thank and you. I continue doing that. Um, for anybody new or watching that hasn't subscribed, gotta get on that. So, mm-hmm. but yeah. Please do that. Mm-hmm. So we'll be back next week for uh, another week closer to college football. We'll have next couple weeks of predictions. That'll lead us right up to that first week where we'll do a week one preview. So Exactly. Mm-hmm. It'll be good. Yep, for sure. So without further ado, guys, I think, unless Dylan, you have anything else to say? Um, Just spread positivity in your life and go Buccaneers. Go, nope. Here we go, Steelers. Here <laughs> we go, Steelers. Here we go. Um, We're going to go enjoy the game tonight, and uh, we'll be back next week. So yep. make sure to watch. Listen, subscribe, and peace out. See you guys. See ya.